On this episode of the Off The Bit podcast, we have an interview with Wayne Harris, a great interview there. We have a few segments. We have a little sport and racing news. And let's cue the music. Let's go. The views and opinions put forth in this podcast by Yellowman and Roy's Reese are our views and our views alone. There's no room here for scathing attacks on the information we provide or the bullshit that manifests. We take a lot harder walk through the vast yawning chasm that is racing and sport and life. And if you don't like it, well, free free to jog on. That's your man, Yellowman. I'm your boy, Roy's Reese. This is the Off The Bit podcast. And we prefer our listeners. Shake it. Not scared. Not scared. Mic check, mic check, one, two, one, two, mic check. This is the Off The Bit Podcast. This is episode seven. Welcome back. Uh, we've got, uh, this episode is actually brought to you by the Off The Bit Facebook group. You can search us on Off The Bit on Facebook. Uh, we've got a group, we've got a page. You can like both of them. You'll follow everything we do. All of our uh, episodes are downloaded onto that. But we're also, as of last week with the Nick Olive interview, we are launched on iTunes. So if you have an iPhone, you have the iPhone, uh, you have the podcast app. You can click onto the purple podcast app, search Off The Bit. Uh, you can also go to the Off The Bit page and we have the links there for it. What you do is you, you uh, subscribe to it and you get that you get our podcast every week straight to your phone without having to muck around. Um, we'll get that off the – that's my little bit of a promotion done out the way. I feel like I just had to like car salesman. Got that. that off your chest? Yeah, I did, yeah. So Off The Bit, basically Off The Bit. We're a big deal. Uh, episode seven. This uh, on this episode, we have an interview with Wayne Harris. A great interview. He's a, he's a lovely guy. He's been through a lot of uh, great things in his life and a lot of uh, hard uh, ups times. and downs. Yeah, a lot so of hard times. Uh, we picked his brain there. Um, great interview. Just a really good and 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 a friend of the show, recurring friend of the show. We've got a few segments coming up. There's not a lot of race news going on uh, as we started this podcast. Warrnambool Carnival kicked off. We've got Wagga Carnival coming up later in the week. We'll touch on all that next week. But uh, we've got plenty for you. We've got some segments here. We've got uh, a few segments. We have uh, winners and losers, of course. We have uh, one segment called Philly Gun Philly. Uh, it's a really cool one, that one. Um, and stay around a little bit later. We've got a Who Did It Better of race calls. Very intriguing because there's some good ones. <laughs> That's a personal There's some good ones and some bad ones. Uh, and to uh, finish it all up, we've got a little special segment at the end, uh, a little bit of topical stuff branching out from sport. Uh, we'd like to do a little bit of pop culture, and uh, we're going to nail this one by the end of it. So by, uh, by all means, um, let's get this rolling. How you doing, Rhys? I'm doing good. How you doing? I'm actually quite good. Uh, I've got a little something for the listeners out there, mate. A um, little, a, a, a little bit of a sound bite from last week. Um, I just want to share this with with all of our listeners um so what what happened in a pre-production to the last meeting there uh to the last interview with nick olive i i set rolls reese up with um te- by telling him that <laughs> that the single gaze was purchased for two hundred thousand, and then he went and relayed that to nick olive and nick olive's response and reese's response after that was my favorite shit ever so i've got this little yeah, you ready to listen to this reese it's, yeah mate yeah, yeah, let's let let's let's let, let's let this little this is uh taken behind the curtains of uh podcasting when you can uh just fuck around. It's good. <clears throat> Nick, I guess uh to start with single gaze, you, you gotta start right at the beginning, obviously with, with her purchase from the Magic Millions, two thousand and fourteen, two hundred grand. Uh did you buy her yourself or did you get a bloodstock agent involved? How did you go around getting her? Yeah, I, I purchased myself. We paid seventy thousand for her. Seventy, um, okay. Yeah. 
<laughs> Dunked on. Yep. That, you that, that. prick. <laughs> oh, that was made me feel great. You know, I bet it did. Yeah. Uh, does that mean this is war now? Am I going to have to get you back? <laughs> I'm, I'm a vengeful person. I'm mate. an arsehole. So, yeah, uh, th- this, may, this may set a precedence, but um, honestly, when I listen to that back, uh, I laugh, honestly, five and a half, six minutes. Well, straight. our listeners know how hard it is for me to listen back in my own voice. So listen, listening back in my own voice, <laughs> get told I'm wrong. <laughs> in all honesty. an absolute cricket bat to the nuts. <laughs> in all honesty, I did get told by someone that she was, I didn't research because we're not journalists. Um, I did get told she was worth. She was bought for two hundred thousand. I just didn't want to step out of a limo. I'm like, mate, you, you. When we when we get into this Nick Olive interview, hit him up with this two hundred thousand thing, and then as soon as he had seventy, I was like, oh, mm. god damn. You and post. that makes for great enter. Then that's how we link into our uh, episode seven. Yeah, thank you. Yeah, uh, we don't have a lot to talk about really about racing, uh, as we said at the start. Um, there's uh, not a lot on with Warnable and that happening today. Although um, there is absolutely nothing better in the world than country racing, Rolls Reese. Um, the the atmosphere, the drinking, the fashions on the field, uh, especially Warnable with the hurdles and the jumps races. Well, I'm I'm a big fan of the the Wagga Cup. I made my first appearance last year. Got got taken down there. I was actually with with Wayne Harris, who we've got on. Okay. Yep. Um, later. Beautiful time. Awesome. Don't remember a thing. Yeah, that's the best part <laughs> of it. I think they're basically like. Uh, Glory, uh, glorified BNS balls. It's yes. a, it's a big boys boys weekend or a yeah. couple of days away. The the bull I've never been, but the bull is is heralded as one of the best. Yeah, um, I don't think New South Wales really has anything to match it. Like we got what probably got Wagga, but like Scone Cups, all right. Um, I've never been, but I've heard good things about. The yeah, I've been Cup. I've been the Scone Cup Carnival. It's just very hot. Sometimes, anyway. Um, uh, the thing about Scone Cup Carnival is the Scone Track Race Course is so far away. Uh, from anything really, you're out in the middle of nowhere. It's um, that's the only part I just dislike about. Other than that, it's it's always great, especially for country racing. But uh, we can't wait to wrap all that up next week. We've got um, an interview speaking about scone because uh, we, our next uh, interviewee, Wayne Harris, uh, heralded from Musselbrook area, um, apprentice to Pat Farrell. Uh, a few good apprentices come out of there. Um, we've got Digger McClellan, Darren McClellan, of course Wayne Harris himself, Neil Spring Ray. Casey Dredge, name a few. Uh, but we've got an interview with him. Uh, we're going to kick to that now. What a great interview. Hey, Reese. Yeah, good one. It's yeah, a let's, banger. Let's go to it. And here we go. Okay, so now we have Wayne Harris. We have Group 1 winning jockey Wayne Harris, uh, ex-jockey obviously, but uh, Melbourne Cup winner with Jean, Golden Slipper winner, um, uh, a very entertaining life to say the least. Um, Wayne, you're on here. How are you, buddy? Good morning, guys. How are we? Yeah, good, Wayne. Yourself, mate? It's afternoon, Wayne. Oh, it is. It is afternoon. Yeah. He's, yeah. How, what time do you get up, Wayne? Uh, long days for me, mate. Okay. <laughs> mate, great I'm not day. a real good sleeper, so yeah, I, I, get, I lose track of time. Yeah, that's fine. You're actually a reoccurring guest with the podcast that I've been doing, actually. So um, you're the first recurring guest to appear on Off The Bit podcast. So congratulations on that. Um, you Thank might, you very much. Yeah, actually, are you, are you in the Hall of Fame of, uh, of racing? No, not at the moment. But what, I'm, I'm, I'll be eligible if you want to throw me in. What, what does it, what does it take to get that? Do you think? You only got to die, haven't you? Don't go doing that on his own. Yeah, no, no, it's all right. Um, I'll tell you what. Uh, we can, we can make you uh, first ballot into the uh, Hall of Fame of the Off the Pit podcast. 
But I think, uh, yeah, the Hall of Fame, I, I've, I've done, had a pretty good career and things like that, but uh, I think my injuries and illnesses probably um, stopped me from getting a lot further in, in my career, in my life. But anyway, what I've done is what I've done. Well, yep. before before we get into all the uh, the injuries, because that's going to take up a, a big part of our segment here, um, just a quick uh, recap on your Melbourne Cup ride, Wayne. That's obviously one of the biggest highlights you, you had in your, your career. Uh, Jern, back in 1994, you want to tell us about it? Mate, it was probably a fluke ride. I didn't have a ride in the race up until the Saturday, and Jern ran second in the uh, McKinnon Stakes. Shane Dye rode him, and... Uh, I've been driving David Hayes mad for a while to get a ride in the race, and I think I'd had four rides in the cup and run at the wrong end of it a few times. Well, three rides, I think it was. But just to ride in the cup's a big thrill, and David Hayes said, come up to the barrier draw, and, you know, Shane dies, but his choice of the rides, I think he had four in the race, and he said he's going to pick whatever drew the best, and luckily he picked a horse called Coachwood that drew eight, and Jern drew nine, so I got on to and I knew he was a bit of a horror horse to ride. He's a hard pulling horse and things like that. So I did all my homework and I'd never been on his back until Cup Day. And, you know, that's a, every jockey's dreams to ride a Melbourne Cup winner and to think getting towards the end of my career um, to be able to ride a Melbourne Cup winner. And um, he pulled hard in the race and things like that. But I was able to put him into a fairly good spot, cover the less ground that I you know, was riding very economically, I imagine. And um, that one in the race, if you run the race 10 times over, he, he might not have won it. It was just luck on the day. And then to think I had to retire nearly a year and a half after that's a bit of a kick in the butt. But Is that how quick that all turned around, Wayne? It did. It did, yeah. It was, wow. Um, so to go on your resume to win a Melbourne Cup, it opens a lot of doors for you and, and um, yep. yeah, makes a lot of people sit up and take notice. What was the time period between sort of uh, after that win and when you actually started uh, feeling any sort of symptoms in that? Like, did you, were you riding on a high for maybe three or four months and then started getting, what was it? It was the brain tumour that, that was the main cause of it, was it? Well, I've had um, had two brain tumours. I had one when I was 22, 23 year old. Yep. Made, made a comeback after that pretty successfully. And uh, I found out a long time after when I had my second brain tumour that uh, I'd been riding with the balance only on one side. Uh, they cut on my balance nerves. Really? The first uh, operation, and so I was pretty lucky to, to be able to still get back and ride. So yeah, but then um, yeah, uh, you know, two brain tumors knocked me around. I come back after the second one and uh, picked up meningitis, and they told me not to not to heat my body up and things like that. But I, I I had two things I hadn't done with my career, and I was able to finalise a few of those. Ride a winner in Western Australia, so I rode a winner in every state of Australia, and. I think I only rode for three or four months after that um, that brain tumor. I, I was just getting too sick all the time, so I had yeah. to turn it up. Did you ride a winner in Darwin? Yes, I rode. I've <laughs> ridden about four winners in Darwin. Serious? Yeah, at what, at Springs. What, at what? I've been everywhere, man. I've been everywhere. <laughs> it's a great song. Well, that's me. Yeah, yeah right. I hadn't ridden a winner in Perth, and I thought, well, I've got to do that. And I had a contract lined up to go back. To, I've ridden in 10 different countries in the world, and... I had a contract to go back to Singapore, which I was much looking forward to, but my health held me back there. So, um, you know, I had to finish my career with, I think it's about 30 Group 1 wins and over 2,000 winners in 10 different countries. So I had a pretty good career for a Fantastic, little boy from Musselbrook. Yeah. Just goes yeah. to show uh, a, a true testament to how good of a jockey you were to do it with so much adversity and stuff like that. Uh, also on your resume, boxer. Golden Glove boxer, yes, mate. when I was a teenager, I played rugby league on a grand final as a teenager Who'd playing rugby league, uh, Musselbrook Rams. There you go. <laughs> oh, wow. What was their colours? Uh, uh, blue and gold. 
Okay. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Oh, uh, you're not a Parramatta fan, are you? I'm not. No. Oh, no. Good no. On I'm you. a South Sydney fan, but I've got a bit of a connection with the St George Illawarra Dragons. My one of my best mates is a recruitment manager in Millwood, Basil. So oh, okay. oh, he Baz. gets me to gets me to a few games. Yep. They look up. They look after you pretty good. It's such a great. Uh, such a great system there, isn't it? With the the St. George, at least the Illawarra part of the the Dragons, isn't it? They a great community. Well, mate, I go down to get paper and want to pass and watch watch them train. There's so much camaraderie and, and a bit of fun in the in in the camp at the moment. So you yep. know, how good they, are they? They've done very very well. Ben Hunt is coming to that team. Uh, you'd hate to like you don't want to blow it up saying just one guy changed it, but his his combination there with Gareth Widdop has just been in, in, incredible, hasn't it? Well, what I've found that uh, he's doing his thing, and he gives Gareth with him a bit of room to. He, he's such a football brain, and he gets his own time. When he wasn't there, Gareth was probably taking on a lot more and trying to set the other guys up. But I think since Ben's been there, I think he he gives uh, Gareth that bit of time to, to set things up, and they're just working terrific together. Yeah, it's a it's a good cohesive unit all around, isn't it? Very exciting to watch. You reckon they'll make the premiership this year? What do you reckon? Can you jump off the ledge for us? Can you give us a soundbite? Mate, I could probably tip you in at the races quicker than that. I okay. <laughs> oh, can you? All, All right, then. As I said, I'm a South fan. I'm hoping they get home first, but yeah, who knows? All right, we'll we'll we'll, di- we'll dive her back because I, re- I was really interested uh, interested in Rolls Reese's take here on um, on boxing. So uh, you were, it was Golden Gloves champion, correct? A- at what age? Mate, I was a teenager. I uh, held that title for two years, and I was only a little fella, so I was probably beating up a little ten year olds or something. But <laughs> yeah. um, my my older brother. And my younger brother, we, we're all mad sportsmen, played rugby league. Um, my eldest brother's a very good boxer. He was shortlisted to go to the Olympic Games and he, he had uh, bowel cancer and had a colostomy bag put on. He was, um, he come back and played football after that, won a grand final. It nearly killed him. But Jesus. He, he Your older brother? My older brother. Really? There's toughness in the family, mate. <laughs> is, 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 family. Is, is, um, is that sort of uh, a hereditary thing, just a, a little bit of an illness there, or is it just you two unlucky? Sure, I don't know, mate. I don't know. We've, we've played hard. You know, we played rough when we were young, and I suppose those things pop up. Like, you know, the two brain tumours I had, who knows whether they come from race falls or uh, they say everyone's got a tumour or an abscess or something in their, in their body just takes a knock to, to start it off. So right. who knows where all these things come from, you know? Okay. So does that mean, uh, obviously, now you're retired, you could probably disclose a little bit of the, the dirty stuff that went on in the jockey's room. You ever have a blue with someone? Uh yeah, I, I, I can handle myself a bit, so no one really, really pushed me to the limit. So um, there's a few things wrong. We played, a few played tricks on each other, but uh, the best, best trick I pulled, um, I was pretty angry around Christmas time. I couldn't eat, couldn't drink, and someone had one of those Christmas cards that had the tunes in them. So I'm half deaf anyway, so I went and I pinned it under Darren Beedman's seat on race day, on boxing day. Yeah. And everyone was going crazy, couldn't find this rotten... Uh, chime that was going off. The guy who ran the jockey's room came to me and said, do you know anything about this? Go and find it and get rid of it. So while they're all out the next race, I had to go and dispose of this chime. So it drove everyone mad for about two hours because I'm <laughs> deaf, so it didn't, didn't worry me. So uh, <laughs> we all, all played tricks. I can tell you, me and them, but we haven't got time, I suppose. I like the way that you said you were going to dispose of the chime like it was a bomb. Like I had to just, <laughs> I, had to just <laughs> I had to go and dispose of this thing, you know. Like All right, then like a special ops uh, Wayne Harris in, in effect there, a little bit of... Uh... It got a bit light there, mate. Uh, fuses were getting very short, I can tell you. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so what what's uh, what does your life entail now? We know you're a, a jockey manager. Who you got on the books? 
Uh, you've got a couple of jocks. I, I try to take it a bit quiet these days. I've got uh, Travis Wolfgram, who's very, very good value. I've got Chris O'Brien, who struggles a little bit with his weight, but he's a great horseman. Yeah, very. And I've got an Irish boy called Robbie Dole, an apprentice to oh, Mark Burnham. He's a lot more of him. Good, good. My, my, I, I'm good mates with Robbie Dolan, actually, and I didn't make that connection just um, off the fly, but he, he I, I do realise now that he is uh, part of your team, and he is... Uh, one of the most up-and-coming uh, young apprentices, especially with the claim. It's hard, it's hard with these kids now when you're trying to diversify a little bit of talent with the claim. He seems to be rising, cream rises at the top, and he's definitely doing a good job, especially there with Mark Newham. He's a good little horseman, yeah, and I just think a bit of experience, a bit of strength. He's only a light boy. He's tall, but he's light. Yep. So I think when he strengthens up, you'll hear a lot more of him in the next four months. Yeah, absolutely. So you're also uh, doing the, the Sky coverage down there at Canberra as well. Every uh, every Saturday you've got the races running. Probably sick of me running yeah, probably in. Every and... second, probably every second Saturday and a few midweek meetings. I, I go on their Sky channel and uh, keeps me pretty well on the ball. And uh, I've got a good connection with the Canberra Kembla Race Club, Illawarra Turf Club, and uh, they've looked after me pretty well. So we're like all big family down there and just going to get bigger and better, hopefully, with, with time to come. Do you miss me down there, Wayne? I do, mate. I do. Yeah. You know, come out and try to bombing me and drive oh, no. me crazy. And yeah. How about me, Wayne? Do you miss me too? <laughs> do you miss me too, Wayne? <laughs> oh, I miss both of you. Two of the best dressed guys I've ever seen. Oh, <laughs> I wish I could see you now. <laughs> so uh, we're going to have a fashion off down this, this week at the Wagga Cup, mate? Uh, I won't be going to Wagga. I've got uh, some commitments. I've got to go to the Gold Coast. We've got oh, some family spewing. dramas and things like that. So that's where I'm off to. You've uh, you've you've plugged tradition here, mate. Well, I know, I know. But Reese will win fashions on the field, hands down. <laughs> Can't help himself. Wayne, well, uh, we've already had the the spit about me and my my fashion predicaments uh, uh, during the <laughs> the autumn carnival up there at the Golden Slipper. I'll tell you what. We're just going. What we're going to do is we've got a list of uh, some injuries here, Wayne Harris. Mm-hmm. Um, and we're going to uh, throw them out there, and I want you to uh, see if you uh, resonate with what we've got. It's got kind of kind of a little bit of get to know your own body, right? So, have you ever had a broken scapula? Probably. <laughs> <laughs> I like that answer straight away. How yeah, about a, every, everything's going to be probably? <laughs> how about a broken fibula? Yes. Yep. Sweet. We'll mark that down. Tick that one. Okay. Uh, ribs. Ribs, yes. Yep. Oh, wow. This, um, this is going to be a long segment. How about a femur? Not sure. <laughs> that's, that's that thigh <laughs> that's, bone. That's a big leg bone. Uh, I've broken a couple of bones. I can't remember what they're called now. Uh, I'm what, walking, so. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> what about, uh, we'll, we'll go with the easy one for you, vertebrae. Yes, uh, uh, a lot of those. Yes, a lot. So uh, can you, like, w- uh, narrow them down for us? No, uh, no, I can't know what levels they are, but I've had uh, a lot of chip vertebrae, and um, uh, I think I've had 11, 11 back operations or procedures. All 11? Up, so. mm. Wow. I had a drain or a shunt in my spine, which I had a crushed spinal cord where the fluid wasn't going through, so I had to put a shunt in there, and that's... It's been a bit, bit painful, but anyway. It's got in our injury list here, cranium, because we're going to just have we have uh, we have that one for the uh, the tumor surgeries. Yeah, two two brain tumors. Yep. And I was told if it didn't come back 
within four years I was home safe, come back ten years later, so you never mm. know. Yeah, exactly. Pelvis? Pelvis, uh, yes, and tailbone. Oh, wow, really? Coxic? And coxic. Coxic. Mm. coxic, yeah. Yep. Yeah, okay, we have that one. Um, that still gives me hell, I tell you. You know, it was a long time ago, but it still gives me hell. Uh, well, yeah, well, of all these, what is the one that sort of when you wake up in the morning, is the mo- is it a an overall thing or is there one that just in particular is just an aggravating one that you just wish would go away? Oh, my spine gives me hell. Uh, yep. It gives you headaches. Um, I get a lot of numbness through the night, a lot of spasms. Yep. on three different types of morphine for the pain. So you wake up a lot of times at night, you can't get back to sleep. And, yeah, it's, I think the lack of sleep is probably the worst thing. And you've got numbness and yeah. lack of feeling in the legs and parts of the body, and yeah, it's a bit of a nightmare, actually. Um, I, I have, uh, my next one is uh, uh, something I hope we share because uh, we're both funny guys. Uh, I've, uh, I've... Ha- handsome dude. Handsome, yeah, that very similar. Yeah, exactly. You yeah, got no, it straight I, away I, I before even you preemptive it. You know, you know, you know me too well. I think um, <laughs> I, I've uh, I've broken my humerus, which wasn't very funny, but we both are funny. Uh, have you broken humerus? Uh, uh, where is that? That's uh, underneath your shoulder, in between your elbow and your shoulder. I've had broken collarbones and shoulders, so probably in between there. Some yeah, yeah, probably, so if add that on. Did. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Just round up. It's a fun game. Um, <laughs> oh, I feel you, like that what? doctor's game. You put, you put. Yeah, yeah. operation. <laughs> operation. Well, honestly, the like, operation. That's it. Uh, we're, we're not going to lie to you. We have actually the the human skeletal system uh, diagram in front of us with all the. Uh, the sort of uh, worrying points of the, of parts you've broken. So it does look to us <laughs> like uh, we're basically looking at a skeleton of Wayne Harris, and we just got little things pointing to each other. We just <laughs> need to glue back together. We I just yeah, we just need those the little uh, the little forceps to go on. Like you just got to grab the <laughs> grab that bone out without it going, bzzz, and that's operation. It was. You reckon those kids will ever use this that game this day and age? Yeah, right. I uh, doubt it. They're all on computers. And, they are, mate. And, uh, they can do it on an app. It? They got an app for that. Yeah, there's an operation app. Whatever, yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, Rolls Reese, is there any other questions you want to ask? Uh, we've we've covered pretty much Wagga. Um, we uh, we know who you um, who you're managing. We've done your career. We won't keep you too much, but we'll play. We'll actually play a real game. This is for real game. Uh, this is our little segment we have with each guest. It's called Pick the Flick. Now, um, I'll tell you before you go into it that our last guest, Nick Olive, had three out of five, and he's on the leaderboard. At the top. Well, I hope they're comedies or war movies. That's what I normally watch. Well, I've got, I've got, or... I've got everything for you, baby. I've got everything. Oh, man. Good on you. All right. All so, right. so the trick to it is though, Wayno, is that um, to, uh, a few of these movies are real, and the descriptions yeah. of them, we describe the movie to you, and you just have to say true yeah. or false, right? Real right. or fake. Um, and right. a couple of them I've just made up. Uh, it's everyday life with you, brother. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> pretty much is. True words, uh, true uh, words. We are, we, are, we are ready to go if you are. Let's lock in for Pick the Flick with Wayne Harris. See how we go. Yep, okay. You ready? Movie number yep. one. Mark Wahlberg, Keith Sutherland, and Christian Bale star as brothers from the streets of Boston brought up on the wrong side of the law intent on revenge for the killing of their uncle Johnny in this gritty crime thriller that's wicked hard. It's directed by Hobart Brown and it's called... The Brothers Three. Real or fake? Three Brothers, it's called. Oh, so it's... it's... I think. I think. I have seen the movie. You have? (laughs) You have? Is it called The Brothers Three or is it called Three Brothers? No, I thought it was called The Three Brothers. It's... 
Ooh. I need you to give me a troll. I need you to give me a real or fake. Uh, I thought the name was different. It was I a think it's a, real, it's a real movie. I think, ooh, I don't think, ooh. I'm gonna, I, need your, I need your take on this pretty, uh, there's, a, uh, there's a ticking clock. Mm. Yeah, true. Yeah, I got Fake. you. I got you because Keith for the Sutherland was never in that. It was called. It's called Four Brothers. That one, and I just did a twist. Oh, in Four it. Brothers. That's yep, right. Yep, yeah, yep. Yeah. So I kind of got you there, but that's all right. Righto, Wayno. It's really hard to hear you guys. I'm, 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 I'm on the um, hard part here. I think. Anyway, keep going. Can you hear me now? Yeah, gotcha. How right. about now? Yep. All yep. good. Okay. A homeless man goes on a vigilante mission through the streets of New York, taking out crooked cops and pedophile Santas with his trusty pump-action shotgun in a 2011 flick. It stars Rudiger Hauer, and it's called Hobo with a Shotgun. Is it a real movie or is it a fake movie, Wayne? Who's it star? It Ru- stars... R- Rutger Hauer. Uh, I'd say no. It's a real movie. Is it? Yeah, that's, that's, a, real a, that's a real movie. You can yeah. Google it if you like. No, yeah. thank you. I'll take your word. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Righto. Number three, actor John Malkovich stars as himself in a movie where an inner city office has a tiny portal that once you enter, uh, you go into the mind of John Malkovich. It also stars Cameron Diaz and it's called Being John Malkovich. True. 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 Well done. Good movie that too, isn't it? I've seen that one, yeah. yeah. It's a good one. It's one of those ones where you see, but you just never ever want to see it again. You're like, yeah, okay. And right. John Malkovich, very good in it. Malkovich, yeah. Thank, thank you for correcting <laughs> uh, uh, Rolls Reese's um, pronunciation. There, it is Malkovich. Um, you can call him Malkovich all day. <coughs> <if you're laughs> <like>. Okay. <laughs> oh, whatever. All right, number four, mate. You ready to go? We've got yeah. Adam Sandler, Chris Farley, Chris Rock, David Spade, Will Ferrell, Rob Schneider all star in this comedy ensemble as a grade school teachers that form a Little League baseball team and try to win the Little League World Series. Hilarity ensues in this knockout flick and it's called Little Big Shots. Never heard of it. So you're saying it's... No, I think you're lying to me. Okay. I think you know my tone, man. They, no, he's got three. We've got uh, one last one, Wayno. Yeah. It's a movie about killer tomatoes, and it's called Attack of the Killer Tomatoes. Is it a real or fake movie? A uh, long time ago. I think it's uh, true. It's well 19, 1977, buddy, well and you done. go to the top of the leaderboard. Wayne Harris, four oh, out of five. You absolute you champion. That first one. I couldn't quite hear you. I, I think I'd have got that one pretty well. <laughs> so do you keep no, the couple of more? No, it, it stays as written. Four out of five. Yeah, you're not going to. Tr- you're not going to. You're a charming <laughs> man. You're not going to get me to change my scores. Okay. <laughs> Although I do take bribes. So uh, no dramas. You know no I, how you how you going? You know you want to slip me a little. You can slip me a little hundred next time I see you, and we can bump that up to five, and you go straight to the tippity top. Are they those green ones? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you, you know what they look wow, like. Wow, they still around. Yeah, <laughs> yeah they, they don't come out of an no. ATM. Yeah, just just <laughs> just uh, cash at me or PayPal me or something. That's what they do nowadays with currency. Mate, Mate, last, last time we had a green one that the ink come off it, it was like, <laughs> <laughs> like the fake jewelry with the old green. Yeah, uh, a little bit. Yeah, they got me with that too one day off eBay. Mate, thank you very much, Wayne Harris. You've been an absolute stud. 
Uh, four out of five on the uh, pick the flick challenge. You go straight at the top. You go past Nick Olive. I'll sure that be sure. Uh, if you see him down at Wagga, rub it in his face. Well, he's not going to be there. I'll see him. <laughs> oh, you I'll give be, it to yeah, him. You will be there. Rolls. I'm not going to Wagga this year, boy. Yeah, no, yeah, I'll give it a miss. Yeah, it, Maybe we, next year. We need to learn to listen to our guests when they're telling us this shit instead of bringing it back up and half an hour <laughs> don't, don't, don't put me under the bus with them. Jesus. <laughs> Good on you, Wado. Thanks for joining Thanks us, mate. Thanks, mate. Appreciate well, it. Pleasure, guys. Anytime. Cheers, right, good buddy. on you, bud. Take care. Man, Rolls Reese, what a guy. What an absolute dude. Yeah, st- a sensational story. Uh, mate, we can go straight into the NRL review with Hubie Brown. Hubie uh, back after, again. After this, we've got some segments. Let's go. And round eight of the NRL, and what a week it was for checking social media as to how awful the refereeing has become as we head to Alliance for the Anzac Day test between the book books and the mergers, and I can't remember any of it, mostly due to a healthier serving of two is new and two up. But here it goes. Blake Chicka Ferguson laid an egg early from a high bomb that would have Kim Jong-un shedding a tear and saying, It's so brutal. As the plunder opened up the door for Nene, Old MacDonald had a farm, E-I-E-I, oh what a try, and saw the Dragons up six early. Ben Cousins Hunt was stepping around like he was on the glass barbecue as he bobbed and weaved his way through the Roosters' defence and the game, and the media was satellite by the final try by Nene as he used the two fingers in the pink and one in the stink method to get a dubious ticky-ticky touchwood try that saw the Dragons win 24-8. To Amy Park and to keep us keep up with the war theme, we saw the New Zealand Warriors go <laughs> as they begin their steep decline to tanking. And also, Josh Edokar is seriously fucking fast as he went moop moop and had all the acme defense of the Warriors dodging and diving all over the place in comical fashion as he streaked away for an 80-meter sausage and the Melbourne Storm have seemingly jumped into a phone booth and dropped the Clark Kent persona as they are now super. Billy Kelly Slater is riding a wave of good form and it's totally tubular, brah, as he sends up more of a horny, uh, as he backs up more than a horny bitch as he doesn't appear to have lost any of his zip and crossed for one midway through the first half. Angus Young Tonamapia had the Kiwis thunderstruck and Riley Jacks said, Finish him. Fatality. As the Warriors couldn't escape the Mortal Kombat, Storm killed them. 50 to 10. Off we hop to the ANZ Stadium and Jack Bird looks about as comfortable at halfback as I feel in church as he bluffed his way into the starting side which saw him do what most recent number sevens do for Brisbane and drop a kick at an important stage. Darius, oh boy, oh boy, oh boy, oh boy, crossed for a neat little kick in the praying, uh, from the praying mantis Corey Oates to get some leverage back and now down to the half look to regain power following Cody Nicarima's ex-girlfriend-like persistence. The Broncos hold on 24 to 20. To Brookvale and Daily Cherry Evans has joined the other immortals, Adolf Hitler, Donald Trump and Scar from the Lion King as the most hated person alive as the hapless Sea Eagles took another donkey punch and recorded another loss at home. Tom, I have another brother named Chaboyevic, Chaboyevic, showed glimpses of fine play, but it was their inability to lay a fucking tackle that gave the brave Sir Knights a glimpse of victory. In the end, it was Nathan Ross from Friends that sealed the game with a late try to give them a win, 18 points to 12. 
to Panther Stadium and Jeremy Marshall King got absolutely fucking lit up like a Christmas tree by Dean W-H-A-R-E Fare in a game that had absolutely everything in a heated game that was a bit that had big dumb units brought back the Biff. And sadly, by Biff, I mean jumper pulling and name calling. In a seesaw battle that the Panthers proved that home is their playground and they are in the swing of things and the Bulldogs played like juveniles, which I guess makes them kiddie fiddlers. 22 to 14, they'll score there. To the Gold Coast now, when I saw the Cronulla Titans score line at 9 points to 10, I said, oh boy, and then proceeded to pull my belt out the cupboard and choke myself as I masturbate because I like normal things to be uncomfortable. In a pretty nuff-nuff match by the two sides, an internal wasteland of are we good, are we good or are we not, it was a penalty shootout that got this game into the high revs in the last few minutes of the game. Chad, I could be your bank teller Townsend, sent through the apple as the sharks are in trouble in waters yet, and that was that game, but god damn it, I need a breath of fresh air. In preparing for the Cowboys Raiders review, I contacted Mike Clairvoyant on Friday and she told me in no uncertain terms that Papali, Rapita and Croker will be in fine form and the Cowboys will still be terrible and boy did I get my money's worth. The cows had their chance and literally threw it all away and the Canberra uh, faithful rose to the cream of the crop and uh, the, now the Cowboys are looking for the wooden spoon because at 18 to 8, that's a paddling. And finally, we head to ANZ Stadium, and I said, what the fuck are the Tigers wearing? And then I realized it was the Anzacs, and I felt real bad. But not as bad as the Tigers, I'm willing to bet, as they led a comfortable lead with one of the Cumps underachievers to slip away under the guise of former incumbent half Mitchell the Bitchell Moses Mbai, as he dished out the pain pills and had the Tigers stroking the furry wall, while Bevan, paint me like one of your French girls, did a Mickey flip to set the tone for a resurgent Eels outfit. And it looks like an uphill battle, but it's a win nonetheless. 24-22, and that is all she wrote, boys. Good on you, Hubes. Another round done. He actually did well to come back. Yeah, I know Anzac Day is a big day for him. A huge one for him. Yeah, yeah. He was either he was both in it, <laughs> and uh, and before it, and everything. Uh, what a what a guy. Uh, let's get into some segments. We have a little segment we call Philly Gun Philly. Philly gonna Philly. We have a story out of obviously the the draft, uh, um, national draft, NFL national draft, where the uh, Philadelphia reigning premiers, reigning, reigning champions, Philadelphia Eagles, uh, traded for a tight end from the Dallas Cowboys. Now, this guy's name uh, is Dallas Godert. <laughs> go 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 dirt go go dirt. Not Joe not Dirt. Not Joe Dirt. Not Joe Dirt. He didn't eat no, off no, no, no frozen piece of shit. He did. He, did. he doesn't have a mullet. Uh, <laughs> he's not a trailer trash. Uh, but uh, Philly, Philly gone Philly because uh, such is the disdain from uh, Philly with the Dallas Cowboys themselves um, that they're drafting a tight end from Dallas Cowboys called Dallas. Uh, they've actually started, the fans have started a GoFundMe page uh, to get him to change his name. <laughs> to, to what? To, to Philly. To Philly. Yeah, they want to. Yeah, so the GoFundMe page is Philly, up and running. Philly yep. Goat Turd. I can I can quote it here. Actually, uh, what we learned from Go Dirt's introduction into press press conference is that one, he rides a unicycle, and number two, uh, said people have created GoFundMe pages to have his name changed from Dallas to Philly. Now that's the most. It's the most spiteful thing ever. Basically, it's like a. Yeah, uh, it'd be like uh, Sydney Roosters having a guy come and play for him called Brisbane. 
<laughs> you know, they'd want to get rid of that shit real quick. Mate, I don't want to piss off Philly. Do what Philly it's, says, especially it's... after... After the riots, mate. Yeah, and this is funny how, like, uh, they're, they're happy to change the Dallas, but they're going to leave his last name as Godert. They're happy with that. Yeah, well, that'll, yeah. That'll be, I would have changed that before. They don't I give even. a shit, yeah. God. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, do, like, a rock star name. Call yourself Little 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 Goat or something like that. <laughs> yeah, this this might mean, actually, he he is the goat. He's the goat? Well, there's only, goat. One, there's only one goat. LeBron James. LeBron James. Yeah. Goat-derder. He could be a goat herder. <laughs> Biblical uh, well, times. Is, is he a cowboy herder? We'll, we'll soon find out. Well, he's from Dallas. Yeah. Yeah. Well, we'll find out. I like that. Mm. What do you got? Oh, we've got in winners terms, and losers. Sometimes winners and losers? Yeah, we can do I, that. I've actually got an interesting winner this yes. week. So it's it's a, a collective. So it's a win for animals all around. Mm-hmm. So I don't know if you've seen earlier in the week, there's a video that's come out viral of a, a sup. A supper, you know what a supper is? No, a stand up paddle boarder. Oh, yeah, oh. Pad- paddling back yes. over the wave. And you see, they call them sups, sups, sup, <laughs> sup, bro. Sup. So, so, if you see a stand up paddle boarder and you're a server and you go, sup, sup, bro, sup. and he like gives you the, the, shakers you the back. shakers, yeah, yeah, and never then, done it, and you just go, you clown, yeah, sup, yep. yep. Anyways, so there's, there's a supper paddling out, standing on his board, and obviously the dolphin's going, you fucking dickhead. Yeah. Because they're, they're coming back in riding the waves, and one's shot out of the water and absolutely belted and his bloke, yeah. smacked him straight off the board. And I was like, fuck, I wonder if that's an isolated incident. So I looked up. There's actually another animal that's had an attack on humans in the last month. Yeah, we covered it last week. No. That uh, Dylan must have No, 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 no. Another one? It's a, it's a beef cow. Like a, huh? a, like, a, like a cow going to slaughter. So it's on his way to... We covered that she's, she's on her way to slaughter. Yeah. Breaks out, breaks the dude's arm, and then swims to safety. And then into and the middle of this island. Where, where, and is, then, she, where is she? Like, on, on like... Uh, it's, it's in Poland. It's in Poland. <laughs> is she on Alcatraz? She's, basically, <laughs> she, she's made her own little sancti, sanctity... Sanctuary. Sanctuary, you know. Sanctuary derp. She's got her own sanctuary out there, and each time someone tries to go on the island, she attacks them. So she was on an island to start with. How did she get in the water? She jumped in the water and swam across. So this abattoir was like... Yeah, rock so as, she's going, she's about, to walk on. She's about so, to walk onto the truck. She breaks free, runs through the metal fence. Yeah. They try and hurt her. She breaks one of the workers' arms and goes, yeah. shit, I better get out of here. Jumps in the water, swims to safety, and now lives on an island Hang on a herself. minute, hang on a minute. So she was... Uh, she was and costed, she was on her way and facing something bad. So she got out of where she was and then jumped in the water and swam. So she's Ben Cousins. Pretty much. <laughs> Minus she's the, the cocaine. Ben, she's the Ben Cousins Minus the cocaine. Well, that's it. She, uh, she swam all the way and then just swam like... Swam all the way out. And then just stuck in a life of uh, ice and jail time. Yeah, who knows? Mm. She's, uh, it takes a new meaning to free your meat, right? Yeah, it does. It does. I'm taken back to the, the first part with the dolphins. You could see, actually, because there was such a... There was a row of dolphins. You could see that dolphin... He could see he was like, oh, shit, this, I'm stuck here because he couldn't go left or right. So he was just like, fucking bang, old, bail, bail, bang. bail, bang, <laughs> nailed him. That yeah. hurt like shit getting big, hit with big, the golf. Bigger hit than anything that's <laughs> happening in the NRL this <laughs> yeah, season, let me tell you. Oh, Dean Farah. Well, maybe the Gold Coast start recruiting him. Yeah, they should, yeah, what's the needs of <laughs> All right, guys, we just got to flood the field. We've got uh, our new recruit, yeah. Dolphin McDolphin face. <laughs> this, is, this is a new guy, Dolphin McDolphin. 
Yeah. <laughs> wonder, wonder how Hubie would wrap that one up. Jesus. That's a that's a good that's a good winner. That yeah. so what what are you classing that it's winner a, it's as? It's a win Just for animals in animals. general. Animals win. Animals uh, I've got win. A, I've got a humans win for my winner. Who's your human that wins? My human is uh, a sensational human. Uh Shaquine Griffin, who's a linebacker out of college, just got drafted in the NFL, uh the first ever amputee. Or, uh, I think he was very young when he got his hand amputated. But anyway, he he um he only has up to his wrist bone, and it's just a stub. He he did the uh, he went through all the draft classes like everyone else did. All the uh, able-bodied guys. He's a beast. He uh, did twenty reps of um not sh- too sure maybe one hundred and fifty kilos on his, on his bench press. So they he sort of has a little clasp there that he clasps onto his bench. And it's been a while since I benched one hundred and fifty. Oh, I wouldn't be able to do it. Yeah, not not at all. No, a buck fifty. Yeah, and change. Uh, and he also uh, did every skills challenge. Um, he did the the uh, the uh, the vertical leap. He did the long jump. Everything that he needed to do. How about when they got to catch the balls? Yeah, well, they did the, that was the thing with the combine. They do the drills where they got to run through, catch a pass left, pass right, drop, pass left, pass right. Struggled a bit. It's a, it was a bit. I, I kind of felt like it shouldn't even be shown. Like we understand that he's like. A, it just it look he 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 caught too he jammed jammed it in there like I think that's what he's got to do but his his defensive part is his tackle and his heart and his ferocity and his approach to the game and his personality and it's a big win for him to be able Good to right. get to be able to get that but I I still think if there's an intercept there to be taken and Tom Brady throws one and you can pick it and and your stump lets you down your stump you got yeah in, in all realness imagine if he played cricket and he's a bowler and he got stumped him he got stumped. <laughs> Fuck. <laughs> Too far? Uh, we can go further than that if you want right, to. Let's keep if, pushing. If you want to jump into our next segment, uh, this is called The Awkward House Guest. Oh, yeah. Uh, you can take this one away, Rich. Yeah, yeah. I, um, earlier this week, if any of our people watch the news, I don't know if you do or you just listen off the bit and we're your, your Number one vital, source. vital source. Yep. But uh, Kimmy Jong Un, our good friend from North Korea, yes. has uh, walked into. Well, he was invited into South Korea, and it was a big thing. Had a whole big twenty-two second handshake. Twenty-two oh, second oh. handshake was awkward. way awkward. longer. Yeah, Orkies. Orkies is what, What's your what, <laughs> what's your cutoff for a handshake? Um, a double pumper, I would say. I'm a double pumper. Slider in there, get her in nice and tight, and bang, bang, done. Yeah, eye contact yeah. too. Yeah, eye contact. Yeah. Tw- I, I, Eight seconds if you're if you're handshaking and something distracts you both and you're like, what what you yeah, know and you go back to it and you make eye contact again you double pump again so you maybe hold, maybe you, you re- hold hands pump. during distractions. Well, say so, say so if you're shaking <laughs> something, you're gonna hold there. my hand. Is Come that, here. we're gonna been? finish this segment off holding hands, okay, guys? It's gonna be beautiful. So no, I can't do it, man. <laughs> it's it's awkward. So, anyways, oh, no, he's was, had this awkward was, handshake. You, you got really soft hands. You, Thanks, moisturize. It's first time. Was that right? It was your right hand. It's was it. No, no, it wasn't. wasn't. Was going to say my right hand's got calluses all over. It. <laughs> <And>, uh, <laughs> so yeah, it was it was an it was a twenty second handshake, which is by by man's rules like handing your man card because you don't ever want to be holding a man's hand for any longer than eight seconds. Eight Think, seconds is yep. like it's it's like the, the it's like the rodeo rule. You're tied in for eight seconds. You hold. You ride that bull. You let go. You let go of the bovine. You let go of the meat. Separate yourself <laughs> from the meat. Separate from the meat. Although I have had hand on meat for more than eight seconds. So he's finally got into South Korea, standing there, and then they have this sort of awkward twenty-two second handshake. It's still going on. Yeah, still and going then, on. And then you see Kimmy. Kimmy obviously goes to him. Do you want to step into my country? Yeah, yeah. jump <laughs> and, into uh, North Korea. See how you go. Let me get this one. This one right. Lee Nak Yon, 
Yes. Decided, yeah, okay, okay, I kind of got to do this. I'm I'm getting filmed here. Quickly jumps into North Korea, jumps back out. But my whole take on this was... I could have done it as a win for, I guess, humanity or, yeah. or, or politics. Or they, they basically did but, Marco Polo, didn't they? But a little bit. Hmm. But it's a loss for us because now he's going to want to be invited to everything that's going on. The yeah. UN. Yeah. Um, yeah. It opened the floodgates the a bit. APEC summits, everything like that. Now he's going to rock up and everyone's going to go, oh, fuck me, South Korea. Why would you invite him? Yeah, exactly. We, we, we yeah, get that it. Guy, we get yeah. it. You're nice and close. Yeah. With his weird hair that's like. But he's been to jail a couple of times. Mm. He can't be trusted. He once stole me mum's purse. Yeah. He always threatens to bash me. Yeah. I'm a bit sick of him. I don't really want him here. And he rocks up. He's like, oh, I'm a new guy. I found, yeah, yeah. found Jesus. Hey, friend. Hello, yeah, friend. Hey, friend. We're all friends. All I'm a friendly guy. Too many fucking drinks and pushes the nuke button. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. He's that yeah. awkward Goes fucking house guest that nobody wants there. And then, then everyone's like, oh, yeah, being a bit weird. And he goes, you want to come back to mine, guys? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, jump over here. Oh Come fuck on. no! Yeah, no. I'm good, Kimmy. You can go back to North Korea yourself. Yeah, mate. yeah go there, but uh, get an Uber. Yeah. So, Kimmy is my awkward house guest. What do you think? I like it. I like it. That was a that was a good show, actually. We're going to wrap that up. Uh, thank you very much to Wayne Harris for popping in. Yeah, absolute legend. Anytime. What a ripper. Uh, yeah. We'll see you all next week. And uh, Ben, as you do, what do we call him? Big time Ben. Big time Ben. Big time Ben. Play the music, bro. Boom. Caddy